Hey everybody and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host Alex Klein and today we have very special guest Kevin with us. Kevin, welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh god, jeez. Uh, thanks for having me, Alex. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Always a pleasure having you on. Um today we are talking about Miss Marvel, specifically Miss Marvel Comics. This is our uh comic book episode for the month. Though uh, I'm starting to think as time goes on, it's going to probably be more frequently than monthly as a lot of these uh, stories start dropping around the same time. But nevertheless, Miss Marvel comes out on Disney Plus uh, tonight, apparently. And so we'll start there. Kevin, when tonight? Oh, man, uh, it could be any minute now. So uh, viewers, if you're watching us and we see it drop, we may uh, cut this short so we can go watch. Uh, no, uh, I, th I think... Um, They've been very vague, so I, I feel uh, it will be midnight Eastern, nine Pacific. If anything, um, shout out to our friend uh, and uh, producer Brian for pretty much saying that he he's called out Disney's um, data gathering uh, initiative with this and Obi Wan also dropping for the next couple of weeks to see where the users are going to be putting their minutes first on. Uh, when they log into the app, are they going to Miss Marvel first or are they going to go to Obi-Wan first? So is the assumption um, then that Obi-Wan is also going to drop tonight? I don't think so. I think Obi-Wan is going to still go at 3 a.m. Um, partially, yeah, I wonder if they do because it is the premiere episode, if they want to maybe space it out from Obi-Wan to help the servers a little bit or something. But I mean, you're still going to have that for the next three weeks with Obi-Wan for episode four uh, tomorrow, five next week in the finale. Definitely for the finale in two weeks, you know, when it's over Miss Marvel's midway point, you know. So it's like either way, I know people will still probably be up um, for 3 a.m. East, uh, Eastern time or whatever that time is for where, you, where you're at, you know. So um, it's, it'll be, definitely be interesting. And I think he, uh, what we were talking about off air with Brian was um, – uh was uh he had pretty much hit it on the head like this is like a big data collection for disney and disney plus right now to see where their viewers are going and the minutes are being watched yeah that makes a lot of sense and i hope hopefully i would love it i'm a big data guy as well i hope they release that sort of stuff they're probably not going to but i, I hope they do something to where they can actually compare it because i feel like a lot of times they it's not that they're fudging the numbers, but they don't give you the entire story. So they're like, oh, this was the greatest thing that ever happened this mm -hmm. week. And it's like, well, but you were basing it off of X, Y, and Z. And so for this, you know, oh, Miss Marvel was the the top episode. But it's like, but you released it last night versus Obi-Wan coming out during the day. Like, right. To, to truly understand it, they would need to release them both at the same time and really look at the data to see who watched what first. Uh, and if and even then, like to see if it's, it crashes the system, right, to have mm -hmm. there was probably a ton watching Obi-Wan, a ton watching Miss Marvel, and they need to make sure that their system can handle that. So hopefully we'll see. It'll be an interesting test. I'm super excited, though. And if it is 10 o'clock tonight, uh, I may actually tune in and watch it. Otherwise, I will probably catch it uh, tomorrow morning. Yeah, I uh, midnight. Uh, I I did stay up for Obi Wan when uh, midnight, and that was two episodes. So I like I pushed through that. Um, so I don't know if I'll, I'll make it to midnight for this this one, but if not, yeah, I'll definitely catch both in the morning. And at that point, then it's going to be uh, which one do I watch first? Because if, if if I could stay up and Miss Marvel drops sooner, it's like of course I'll watch Miss Marvel, and then you know Obi Wan will come after that. But if I have both of them at my uh, disposal in the morning. Also, like, which one is uh, the I'm going to be in that first title card on the Disney Plus app? Like, is it going to be Miss Marvel or is it going to be Obi Wan? You know, like that's 
That's I feel like it might be Miss Marvel to try and get anybody who may not be familiar with her, which obviously we're here to help you with a little bit tonight. Um, to try and get eyes onto that, you know, because Obi-Wan is definitely going to get the, the the eyes and the draw. So, um, yeah, that'll be curious to know what, uh, at least for this week, and then also moving forward, like, which one will get the first the first title card for a uh, new release. Yeah, I'll be excited to see how I deal with it, too, because I've, I'm of the... I like both of those shows. I'm assuming... I have a feeling I might like Miss Marvel more than Obi-Wan. We'll see. But I want to give them both a fair shake. So who knows? Maybe one week I'll watch Obi-Wan first. And then the next week I'll watch Miss Marvel first mm -hmm. when they come out. Just to kind of even the odds on that data. <laughs> but um, yeah. before we dive into these uh, Miss Marvel comments, I did want to share. I got a shipment this week from Certified Guarantee Corp. The uh, CGC to a lot of you out there. Uh, they slab comics. And uh, they do this thing called the Signature Series where you can send in comics to be signed by specific people that they have come in to do these signings. And so you pay a flat fee to suck, to get it signed, but then to also get it graded and slabbed in the plastic. Um, and so this one was from, and this had to have been in like January or February. It was Brian Michael Bendis. And I freaked out because there's specific comics that I had had where I was like, I know like one day he's going to have, you know, he's going to do a signing. And I was bummed because there was a few that I didn't have anymore. I didn't have a copy of Secret Invasion. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have a copy of Age of Ultron. And I wanted to do both of those. But again, I would have just absolutely broken my bank. But I did send in five. And so I wanted to share these both grades and numbers. So this first one is, uh, we'll see when we get that nice. This is Ooh. New Avengers 23. This is a sketch variant. So uh, the cover doesn't typically look like this, but I, I saw this in a shop and it was like five bucks. And I was like, I love this design, like the black with the red. Mm -hmm. uh, it turns out this is actually a pretty rare comic. Um, and then getting it sent in for a 9.6 is awesome because I've literally been sitting on this comic since it came out. And so I was kind of nervous that it wasn't going to get a good grade. But I started with that one first because that's like the least exciting, if you could say <laughs> that. And we'll move on to probably the most exciting of the bunch, which is I said I couldn't share it when we were doing our Illuminati episode. But here it is, the new Avengers nice. Illuminati. Um, I bought this one from Midtown Comics. Uh, this was actually the first signed comic I ever bought. Uh, and it was priced as is. So it was, what is this? Uh, $3.99 back when wow. uh, a uh, one shot was. And so it was $3.99 with a signature from Alex Maleev. Mm -hmm. And so then when I, I sent it in and got it graded, because I was like, I need to keep it. And so they gave me the green label because they didn't witness Maleev's signature. But now we got the Bendis signature. So it's got that cool yellow with green. And again, hey, 9.6. That's fantastic. Um, this next one I'm super pumped about. This is uh, Avengers versus oh, X-Men nice. issue number four. This is like a one in 70 variant or something like that. Okay. Also, another one that I got on eBay for like 15 bucks or something like that. Awesome deal. Uh, I sent it in last year to be signed by John Romano Jr. and uh, Scott Hanna. They did a co-signing for it. And it came back at a, uh, it's either a 9.4. Actually, it says it on this one, weirdly enough. It was a 9.6. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't get it pressed. And so there's like an extra charge. You can get it pressed to stamp out any possible issues. And so I was like, I'll do that on this next one. So Ben designed it, pressed it. We got the 9.8. So there you go. Per, this was a big one. Huge <laughs> score. Here comes another one too. Uh, this I had slabbed and it came in at a 9.2 on the slabbing, uh, which was a bummer. Cause again, this was a one in uh, I think 200 variant uh, okay. that, I got on eBay for 10 bucks 
and I've never seen it cheap again. So I was like, 9.2, come on. Uh, got impressed. Came out at a 9.6. Yeah. It is, yes, is Siege issue number two. Uh, we got the Bendis signature. Look at Sentry. He is absolutely gorgeous. And yeah, so that made my day because I'm, I'm fine with some lower grades. Like, I'm okay with a 9.42, but like 9.2, come on. So, hey, that that to me is, is message that get your comics pressed if you send them in because you never know you might get it. This last one is really important to me as well. It's invincible Iron Man. Number one. Uh, I went to a con Denver comic con back in 2018. I think maybe it was even 2016. And uh, I, it was funny because Justin Ponzor was at the, uh, the con and uh, he passed away the next year from, I think he had brain cancer and it was super, super sad, but I was so grateful that I got him to sign. I mean, he didn't even charged me for it. He was like, sure, I'll sign that. And then when I got home, I was looking him up and uh, I have so many comics that he's done. He's a he's the colorist on them. And so to be able to send that in and have Bendis signed it as well, I think is, is super, super happy about that. Super proud. But yeah, like I said, I don't get those shipments in often, but when I do, um, I hope that they're as good as <laughs> that one was. So thanks for humoring me, Kevin. Of course. Yeah, that's really that's great to see and i'm glad you got some great graded comics out of that yeah yeah thank you uh so let's dive in to miss marvel so this is uh for those of you wanting to follow along or wanting to read this on your own leisure this is a uh the first series which came out in 2014 by g willow wilson and adrian alfona uh i'll say this right now i'm not a big fan of alfona's art uh, and I noticed that pretty quickly when I was reading towards the end of this run when Takeshi Miyazawa was on it. And I love Takeshi because she, uh, I think it's a she, she did uh, The Runaways with Brian K. Vaughn. And then she also did Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane back when that came out. And I loved both of those. And so she had a couple of issues and I was like, no way, she's, they're the one, do they're doing this? But then I, and the next issue was back to Adrian and, you know. Kamala, Kamala's hair was like huge and all. I don't know. Just not a fan of the the way that the Alfona art was, but it certainly doesn't take away from it. Um, overall, though, this first series, so it, it spans 19 issues. Uh, it covers, obviously, the origin of her powers, how she gets them. It's technically not her first appearance. Her first appearance was in Marvel Now Point One. Um, she had a, a short little, actually, technically was her first Captain appearance Marvel, was Captain right? Marvel 17. Yeah. But her first Miss Marvel appearance was in that point one. Both of those issues are very rare. I did have the Captain Marvel issue, but sold it a long time ago. <laughs> so you know how that goes. Um, but yeah, so we're going to start by kind of, I wanted to get, what were your overall thoughts on at least this, this first run of the series, these 19 issues? Uh, I really liked it. This was my introduction to the character, um, uh, I obviously am, have been aware of the character and like know everything about it. Obviously, we have the Marvel Studios Disney Plus series coming out, so like you know I've been aware of it, but I never actually had read any of her comics or or if I had any of the ones that um, I never read her solo series, you know. So uh, this okay. was uh, I really enjoyed uh, reading it and yeah, getting to understand who the character is more and like her dynamic and demeanor and everything like that so um it was a lot of fun and especially because i'm um pretty sure a vast majority of the series will at least be drawing influence from it even obviously not uh direct one-to-one -one, but you know they're gonna pull the spirit out of uh probably most likely this run you know so getting to see the locations and like getting to understand jersey city and um who kamala is her relationship to her parents her friends her faith all that stuff was uh, really enjoyable to read and uh, made me 
excited for the series and to potentially check out other uh, comic series that she's uh, been a part of. Yeah, her uh, her second run that I think it goes for 38 issues is also really good. That's where Dagger comes in, is in that second run. He's not in this one, even though he is in the show. Um, but yeah, and I, I felt the same way. I, I'm trying to remember how I'd first heard. I, I guess I first heard of her in that Captain Marvel comic. And it wasn't, again, it was very, you barely see her. I think she's in two uh, little snippets where she's looking up at Captain Marvel as she flies away after she saved some people. And so I wasn't expecting much, but it was during that time when it was like, I got to get the first issues of things. And so I had gotten the first issue of, of Miss Marvel and uh, read it and immediately was hooked. I was like, wow. And I, I've said this before. It, she feels like the modern day Peter Parker just because she has that same sort of, I don't want to tell my parents about my powers. I have to balance high school. So you can almost say, too, she's kind of like Miles Morales in a sense, too. Um, but it just was interesting because we had focused on kind of Peter and maybe you could say Miles as well for such a long time. It was really uh, refreshing to see her uh, kind of go through, especially with the focus on religion and with her family pressures that were coming. Cause you, you never really saw that with Peter. Certainly you see a little bit with miles, but both of them don't really deal with religion that much. And so I really liked that um, a lot and they really embraced that. It was cool. I mean, the whole backstory too was awesome of uh, Sana Aminat, uh kind of coming up with this character. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, I think she says, you know, I didn't, wasn't trying to create like me as a superhero, but I just wanted to see myself in a comic, uh, which is, I, I love the way that she says that where she's, you know, she's not afraid to admit that, which is awesome. Like she, and that's what a lot of people in this world want, right? They want that representation in comics. And so good for her for speaking up. Uh, I think uh, there's a great special on uh, Disney plus the, was it the six one six? Uh, yeah. Marvel six. Marvel, right? Yeah. There, there's a, there's a women's episode. And, and so she's highlighted in it and uh, a couple of other people as well. I can't remember who I think Brie Ward and um, Kelly Sue DeConnick, I think. Yep. 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 And so they're all kind of talking about the, the influence of, of Kamala and also with Captain Marvel kind of influence like that, that right there was such a golden era, I think, or even just a golden moment in comics, because I feel like you just gotten off the heels of Carol being redesigned and refined and coming into her own power. And that, again, that came out in what was it? It was the 17th issue of that run. So mm -hmm. it was like fresh. That had, that would have been like a year and a half after, because that Captain Marvel comic came out in 2012. So two years, but yeah, to see a brand new character, who's inspired by a current character who just got this brand new, amazing costume. Like, and you get to this point where you're, you're almost smiling because you're like, to me, this is what legacy looks like in comics. And I, I think maybe there's a conversation to be had there too, about how it was around this time that a lot of legacy characters were kind of being created. You had mm -hmm. Kate Bishop, Miles Morales. Uh, I mean, everyone on the Young Avengers, right? Yeah. And uh, and then they really marketed that. Uh, that was like three or four years ago when they came out with those Generations issues where it was like the two Hawkeyes are teaming up, the two Thors are teaming up. So it was like the new character and the old character. And this to me was one of the first times they did it successfully, I think. of Again, you just felt like I fell in love with Captain Marvel's costume uh, and then seeing Miss Marvel, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's like that's Captain Marvel's old name. And it doesn't look exactly like her costume, but she's inspired by her. And like all of it added up. And to me, it worked so well. And from the trailers, I'm I feel like I'm capturing that same energy. It feels like just from the trailers of like, th again, that to me is the spirit of Miss Marvel is that she was inspired by other heroes and that she felt like she could become one as well. 
Uh, obviously, she was given her powers, uh, but I'll be really interested to see how, if they choose to tweak that a little bit, since it doesn't seem like they're going to do the Inhuman line. Yeah. And if so, is there, you know, a you know, a very important reason that she gets her powers that, that adds to her character even more than what the comics are. Well, I mean, I think this is solely going off of trailers. Um, and I know, uh, some reviews have come out today, obviously the embargo lifted and obviously a lot of them have been positive, just looking at headlines and whatnot, but, uh, I haven't looked at any, so this is obviously just speculation, but it definitely feels like the bangles that she has or, um, the bracelets the whatever you want to call them yep. definitely feel like ancestral, you know, and a more connection to her family than, um, obviously the, um, in that, well, we'll talk about it in the comics. It does sort of allude that her family does have an inhuman lineage, you know, um, yep. with her and her brother, you know? So, um, if you pull that away and like find some other connection, I know some people have speculated, maybe it's somehow tied to the Eternals, if like that they're imbuing something, you know, with, um, because they've been around and obviously, and, but I, I do know, uh, Kevin Feige and, uh, Sana and, um, Bisha K Ali, who's the head writer. They've all said that they've changed the powers and how she gets them to more closely connect it to what, who Carol and Monica are in the MCU, because obviously she's going to appear in the movie, the Marvels yeah. uh, next after this. So they wanted her to be, connected to them as well because um carol uh obviously the connection with carol from the comics but also the history um uh that um monica has with taking the name captain marvel in the comics and such you know like the, the three of them are all very closely connected you know so making that a more cohesive something in the mcu is i think is a good move and so yeah looking forward to see to seeing how that plays out and I'm sure, and I mean, uh, as, as I said, the reviews have all been glowing. So obviously whatever, and I'm assuming this first episode, we're going to get some or all of her getting the power. So obviously it's uh, like I said, I haven't read anything, but it sounds like people who have seen it have enjoyed whatever they, the explanation they've given, you know? Yeah. That's good to know. That's awesome. Uh, and I do see we got a couple people joining us in the chat. What's up, Allison and Justin? And Allison asked, is Mar Miss Marvel on Disney Plus now? Uh, it comes out tonight. So, in quotes. In quotes in, tonight. Yes, in quotes tonight. We, we are not confirmed on when. We can only assume it's not as late as normal because they're advertising it as tonight. Um, but you know, and my question would be, and maybe I'm gonna, maybe I'll do this. I'm gonna open up a Disney Plus tab, just, and we can keep monitoring it because I keep thinking, if this is made for younger audiences, why would they release it at midnight? That's true. You know what That's I mean? True. Like, why wouldn't yeah. they release it at maybe like eight, eight o'clock at night? So we'll see. Um, and this could be an instance of, uh, you know, we have to cancel the show and shut it off. I'm not seeing anything yet, so we're good. And actually, I don't think we'd shut it off. We'd live stream. Yeah, <laughs> we're just going to press play and live stream it. But um, yeah, so super excited about that. If not tonight, 100% it'll be there tomorrow. And uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, Allison's talking about it being a secret a secret release. Um, maybe because the last episode of Obi-Wan, they released it the night before as well. Uh, and I think that's probably what you're referring to, that secret release. So I don't know. Uh, Allison, we were talking before you joined yeah. that... Uh, this is probably a lot of data-driven analytics that uh, Mar uh, Marvel, I guess, and also Disney are probably looking at to see if we release this show now and release Obi-Wan later, is that going to save us bandwidth to not crash the app or 
uh, should we say do them at the same time and see how many people watch it at the same time? So uh, it'll be very interesting. Uh, tune in, obviously, to Nerd Life Network, where I'm sure uh, Brian and the weirdos are going to be talking about those episodes each and every week. So I'm going to pull this up. I took a ton of scra- this is this is a comics and cinema first, guys. As you know, I have screenshots of everything as I'm reading of all the really important pieces, and I was like, I don't like doing this because you know I have to hold up an iPad <laughs> to the screen, and and you're listening as a podcast, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, tune in on the YouTube because it's it's just as fun over here. But I was able to log in on Streamyard on my ipad and i uploaded all those screenshots Whoa. in so i can put them on so the first one i wanted to put on here yeah i, I seriously my mind was blown um because i was going to email them to myself and it was like 300 megs and i was Ooh, like yeah. no way but it took like five minutes they're all on here so this is a design variant cover uh by jamie mckelvey who also coincidentally designed the captain marvel costume as well um but as you can see here they have this piece right here the secret compartment uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You can't see my mouse, but the uh, the secret compartment on this uh, bracelet, right? And uh, also super cool. I loved that little bit down there. It says hint of original costume with Captain Marvel design on her uh, scarf at the very bottom. It's like the half of the star. So cool. Um, we do not see very much, if any, conversation during these 19 issues around that bracelet. Does she uh, even have? I I don't think she even has I it. Think she wears it in some scenes, and we'll see because okay. I have other shots in here of her as Miss Marvel, so we'll be able to know for sure. But I just found it so curious that again the show's using this right, but it didn't get mentioned in the comics yet. In the the design, they're saying it's important, right? They're highlighting it and saying, "Oh, there's a secret compartment in here." So maybe they originally intended for the the bracelet to mean more than it did. And again, I think I know they said that it's like a family heirloom from the second series, uh, but they don't dive into it as much as we would have assumed based on that. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if going uh, to the distinguished competition, if they were doing something with it being like kind of like the flash ring of how the costumes in the ring, like if it's got a secret compartment, right. like maybe like something uh, forms out of it for her um costume but i mean being on a bracelet and it looks like it's either on top or either underneath the bracelet but she also isn't the type of hero who has any sort of weaponry you know like at least in the comics her her uh, abilities her envigening abilities is she can adjust her size and matter into and more or less she's like a Mr. Fantastic, uh, for anybody listening out there who maybe doesn't know what that means or whatever. If you're familiar with Mr. Fantastic and his stretchy powers, that's more or less a like-minded comparison to Miss Marvel, you know? So she, so in that vein, yeah, she doesn't have any sort of like, uh, power beams or any sort of energy blasts or anything like that, you know, obviously in the show, they're changing it to be more of a green lantern esque powers. At least it looks like where she can make some sort of construct energy construct type things. So, uh, yeah, but in the comics, like you're saying, Alex, like we never really see her use that. So yeah, I want, it's interesting to see either what Jamie McKelvey was thinking in that or whatever the creators in telling Jamie draw this, like what their plans were potentially for this, if it's not really been utilized, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I will say too, if you go on IMDb, there is a one sentence, um, not synopsis, but kind of of what the show is about. And it says, New Jersey raised Kamala Khan learns she has polymorphous powers. That's all it says. Which, again, polymorphous being the same thing almost as Mr. Fantastic. Her powers 
honestly are a little cooler than Mr. Fantastic, or at least more fully realized because his character can stretch super, super far. He can stretch his head. He can stretch his arms, his legs. Um, but that's about all he ever does. And he's, he's usually, his bigger power is his brain. But with Kamala, she can do that same thing, but she can also make herself really big. She mm -hmm. can make herself really small. She can change her appearance. Yep. She can heal. And again, a lot of those things are almost inferred with Mr. Fantastic of like, he's said in, in moments of like, oh yeah, you know, I can get hit by a bullet and I don't die because I'm made of rubber, rubber basically. But with right. her, they, they were active in saying like, here's what she can do. Here's what she can do. And so I'm curious too. I, I guess my bet would be if we're trying to keep uh, the Miss Marvel, Monica, and Captain Marvel storyline together, that that bracelet is probably Cree origin. Yeah. Because Most then definitely. that ties her straight there. You also are staying faithful to the comics because since the, the humans are Cree, so, or they were Cree experiments, so there would be some, some piece of it there. But the other thing I was thinking of is the only other thing tied is the Infinity Stones, right? Mm -hmm. so will they dip back into that to say, oh, this is how she gets her powers too? Like, oh, you guys all got power from the Infinity Stones? That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Um, so in this story, um, in the first few issues, and I loved this too about it. I think it's even the first issue. We kind of get her origin story. It isn't drawn out over the the whole six issues. And I think the great part of that is because they know her story is more than her origin. And so it's like, let's just get through the origin and show what we really want to, which is how does she deal with having these powers? But her origin kind of comes from, um, she has a couple of friends that she hangs out with. She has a, a best friend named Nakia, who uh, I guess th they're best friends. They've grown up together. Maybe it's, it's high school, right? You know, we're growing apart. We're not growing apart. But then she's also best friends with Bruno, who is uh, Italian-American. Uh, big fan because I'm also Italian-American. <laughs> uh, but he uh, runs, uh, I think his brother doesn't work there, but he he works yeah. at the Circle Q, mm -hmm. which is probably the same as the Circle K. They, they've actually made a lot of references in here of like, what they call it? Uh, you space instead of my space or something yeah. like that. they switched a lot of the names i thought that yeah. was pretty funny uh, but yeah so they're like the little band of friends there's another uh girl in the sort of group she ends up becoming part of the group in the second series but her name is mm -hmm. zoe she's a jerk she's one of the mean girls at the school basically and she's she's the worst kind of mean girl because she's super nice but she's mean through yeah. her niceness, which you, you always just, like, I hate that. And they did such a good job of showing that here. She's also the one that kind of teases Kamala the most in regards mm -hmm. to her religion, in regards to her family. So she's kind of the... And her the food and everything. Like the yep, yep, yeah, yeah. You know, she shows everything. up at that party and says that she smells like curry. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like, man, you know, and, and, you know, that's how it happens a lot like that in the real world. But I was like, I appreciated Marvel being so kind of honest about that sort of stuff. Uh, but so essentially what happens is her and I think it's her boyfriend at the time mm -hmm. um, are having a party and she is not allowed to come because her parents won't let her come. And she decides to sneak out. And so she sneaks out. Um, she has a, a small sip of a drink, which I thought was hilarious. Reminded me a lot of me. And Bruno, God love him, is like, Kamala, what are you doing here? You shouldn't be out. Like he He's basically like her third parent. And I, I loved that. Um, even though he, he clearly loves her. And you kind of can tell that from basically the first scene, which is great. Uh, but so he's like, let me make sure you get home okay. Go back home. And so she goes home. But at that point in time, the Terrigen bomb had gone off in um, that would come from the uh, 
gosh, was Infinity, the Infinity mm-hmm. story. And so everyone who has an inhuman gene is getting turned into inhumans. And so the inhuman process, you inhale those fumes and uh, you get you're, you go into a cocoon, basically. And so once you emerge from that cocoon, you're forever changed. And so some people turn into a big pile of rocks. Some people turn into dust. Some people don't change at all. Uh, and so she comes out of it and uh, love this bit. I took a screenshot of that. This is what happens after she comes out of it. And so we get a very uh, cool, uh, I, I'm assuming this is kind of from the Quran or some sort of, I know there's some Muslim iconography in here, which I thought was awesome with uh, Captain Marvel there. I love the way she's kind of got her hands out and you've got uh, Iron Man doing this sort of uh, like, it's all of those old gods. Like, I just thought that was crazy cool. Uh, but so she sees them all and she's like, oh my gosh. And and they kind of have a come to Jesus moment with her in her head of like, you know, you're, and I love to, there's a bit that uh, Captain Marvel says to her and says uh, like, your life is about to change, but you, but it's not the way you think. And so that's kind of the carrying through of this arc is that she gets the powers and, and this whole time, right? She's wanting to be someone else. She wants to be the normal girl. She wants to be someone that's popular. And so it's funny too, when she comes out of that cocoon, I I found it interesting that she changes into Captain Marvel, but Mm -hmm. the Miss Marvel. So she's got the Miss Marvel costume. She's white, blonde. And uh, so no one really knows who she is. So technically that was her first costume. What did you think about all that? That, Yeah, I thought that was, uh, because I wasn't aware going in about her powers uh, having more of like the morphing abilities and whatnot, you know? So that uh, took me a little bit by surprise of seeing like, oh, she like, I didn't know, was that in her head or like what? But then like, yeah, we find out that, she's morphed into um the um the uh the the version of carol danvers as miss marvel you know and so like and then she's like going around and as we're continuing with the story like she's starting to figure out that she has powers and like she's but she like you said when we mentioned that she had one sip of beer she thinks she's like drunk off of this one (laughs) this one sip of beer that she had and then she starts figuring out her powers and then eventually she gets back to the um the uh the party and zoe and her boyfriend are having an argument and zoe you know falls into the lake and that's when she like realizes she's like she's like oh god like a hero needs to come around and she's like wait i look like a hero maybe i am a hero and then some of her powers manifest and she like she and begins or I think as we're leading up to that, like her power is going on the fritz, right? Like, right. She's like, shrink. she's shrinking. She's getting bigger, like not bigger or whatever. And so like she ends up getting a giant hand and like scooping up like the, the lake muck or whatever with yeah, Zo- Zoe, Zoe in the palm. That. And um, yeah. And so everybody thinks Ms. Marvel is back because, um, or Carol Danvers is back as Miss Marvel. You know, they're like, oh, is it like, is she going retro? Is like, she coming back with the old costume or whatever? And so like, um, it takes all of her Kamala's willpower to like change back to herself. And then like, but yeah, that's like a great introduction of her that like, I feel that what you, that with that panel you show of the three of them, that like she just somehow internalized her love of Carol Danvers and wanting to be a hero like her that it just, when the powers and not knowing how to control it, it just manifested as her, you know, as this Miss Marvel version of her. 
Yep, absolutely. And it's funny too, you see it in this photo on the bird and, and she wears it a lot of times. And I think it's kind of a defense mechanism as a teenager. Uh, I loved the, her snow hat that she has the like big kind of babushka hat that she wears. And uh, I, I saw it in one of the trailers. I was like, no way. So they're going to use that, which I, I thought was great. Um, so this was one of those shots uh, as you were kind of going of her in that costume. But I put this one on or I saved it because she says something up there on the top. You probably can't read it, but it says maybe putting on a costume doesn't make you brave. Maybe it's something else. And uh, I really liked that, that she's kind of even in this moment. Yeah, she's a teenager. Yeah, she's making mistakes, but she understands what it means to be a hero, partially because she's kind of idolized these heroes for a long time. So she knows what it means to be a hero, but she's starting to get the finer details now and saying like, ah, you know, maybe it's a little more than this or a little more than that. I thought I thought that's great. And I don't think it happens the same night, but now she starts going out and trying to fight crime. And this is in this first arc, we get introduced to this very creepy villain who I'm okay if we don't see. I don't think we will because I don't see anyone in the uh, casting that looks like this. But the inventor, who is apparently a clone of Thomas Edison uh, that accidentally got spliced with a cockatiel. And so we find out there's like another guy who's kind of the mastermind behind okay. creating this person. But his whole thing, which I found completely fascinating was he has been manipulating teenagers into acting as living batteries for like constructs, you know, to, to take over the world sort of thing. But he's talking about it as if, uh, and it's, it's part of the theme of this arc, almost for the first probably 10 issues of society doesn't care about this generation. Society doesn't care about, uh, at that time would have probably been, I guess, the very tail end of millennials, um, mm -hmm. But now Gen Z in that same sense of like, you know, they're not offering anything, all of this stuff. She has to read like articles at school, which I thought was pretty cool uh, learning about that. And so he's basically saying, well, you know, society doesn't care about you. They've already casted you aside. How about I give you purpose by doing this? And they're totally brainwashed into it. They're like, yeah, I would love that. I totally agree with you. And I love too, you know, when she, she's got that moment where she's telling some of them, she's like, do you not see how this guy's a bad yeah. guy? Like he just left you. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. And so she ends up getting them all on her side. So another great kind of, this is how she, one of her superpowers is she's just a very genuine and honest person. And she's not afraid to kind of show her emotions, uh, which I know we're going to get to that when we start talking about Wolverine. Mm -hmm. Of uh, She really kind of makes an impact on him. But in between that, she shows up back at home and there's this great conversation that she has. And I was as I was reading it, I, rem I remembered that someone knew that she was Miss Marvel. And I couldn't remember if it was her dad or her mom. And we don't, ended up technically, we don't find out until the very end of the series. Mm -hmm. But I loved this one because... Again, um, you've got a scene that you would have never, ever seen in the Spider-Man comics and you don't see in those intro Spider-Man comics around her father talking with her and having an actual conversation. So he says, are you going to tell me why you're dressed like that? And she says, do I have to? And he says, I'm asking you to. And she said, I had to go out tonight to help a friend who was in trouble. He says, wearing a disguise. He says, can you understand why that would make your Abu nervous? And she says, yeah, but I'm fine. This looks way weirder than it is, I promise. And he says, I want to believe you, Janu, but I am terrified by this new Kamala. I know the kinds of pressures on young girls these days, pressure to be things they're not, do things they don't want to do. I don't want that for you, Beta, not for my only daughter. And then I copied the next one, too, because this was crazy awesome. She says, he says, do you know why we named you Kamala? 
And she says, no, it's a weird name. Everyone gets to be named Yasmin and Layla and stuff. <laughs> he says it's a special name. Uh, Kamal means perfection in Arabic. Your mother had a very difficult time when she was pregnant with Amir, which is uh, her brother, her older brother. After he was born, the doctor told us we couldn't have any more children and we were devastated. Then five years later, you came along, our little miracle. I held you in my hands, a tiny screaming pinkish brown baby, and thought you were the most perfect thing that I had ever seen. And that is why we gave you that name. You don't have to be someone else to impress anybody. You are perfect just the way that you are. And he says, we're not trying to make your life miserable, Kamala. We just want you to be safe. And I love that. That, again, is just such a strong theme from the story because that's kind of the turning point where she stops disguising herself as the blonde, white Miss Marvel and just stays as herself. And she's like, you know what? I don't need to pretend. To Obviously, she's still wearing a mask, mm -hmm. but she doesn't need to pretend to be anyone else. And that's just it's so powerful because, again, you didn't Uncle Ben never got to give a conversation like that to Peter or never had. He would have never had to give a conversation like that to Peter. And so it's just cool to see a different perspective like that and to see a parent being like, I get it. You're doing stuff. I don't need to know what it is right now. But can you please just be safe? Like, that's good parenting, especially because in half the other issues, you know, they're really mean to her and they're yeah. really hard on her. Yeah, for sure. Did you have something you were going to say? Nope. Oh, okay, cool. The The other part of this, too, is there's another character who I, I grew to like, uh, which was uh, Sheikh Abdullah, mm -hmm. who uh, kind of runs the mosque nearby. And so the, the interesting piece of this, too, is that her brother, Amir, is he's not necessarily like a fanatic or anything. He's just very, very passionate about the religion. So he's at the mosque all the time. He's praying. He's going to the studies and learning how to do all these sort of things. So you see him in random issues where he's just like, I don't want to be bothered. I'm just trying to study. And that actually ends up uh, adding some consternation to her father, too, because she, he kind of thinks he's a bum because he's like, you can't just, you know, you can't just have religion and let everyone pay for all your stuff. Uh, but Sheikh Abdullah gives another really great conversation to her, too. And this is just, again, the, the the power of having a community on your side. And I think back to, well, shoot, I think back to Wanda, right, mm -hmm. from the movies of her having nobody. But then you think about, like, Peter Parker as well. He also had nobody. He had Uncle Ben that never knew. Aunt May doesn't find out till a really long time. He has no one to talk with. He won't talk to anyone because he's so neurotic. Yet she has this community of people who are reaching out to her. And so, you know, her parents are like, hey, we're a little concerned. We want you to go talk with the Sheik. And so she uh, and, and so that was this this shot here again. The art's great. This is a different artist than um, than Alfona. But same thing. He says this is this is like her superhero conversation. Um, he, she says, I don't mean to disobey my parents. It's just that sometimes I have to in order to do the right thing. And he says, I see. Well, if you're not very good at it, helping people, that is, perhaps you need a teacher. And she says, a teacher, wait, you're not going to tell me to be a good girl and focus on my studies. <laughs> uh, he says, if I told you that, you'd ignore me. I know how headstrong you are. So instead, I will tell you that well, do what you're doing with as much honor and skill as you can. And he, she says, I can't believe it. I thought you were going to warn me about Satan and boys. And he says, I've been giving youth lectures at this mosque for 10 years. If I still have to warn you about Satan and boys, I should lose my job. <laughs> he says, I'm asking you for something more difficult. If, if you insist on pursuing this thing that you will not tell me about, 
Do it with the qualities befitting an upright young woman. Courage, strength, honesty, compassion, and self-respect. Do we have a deal? And she says, yeah, I mean, yes, thank you. Uh, and then she says, you know, what about what about finding a teacher? And she, he says, well, you know how the saying goes, when the student is ready, and then the teacher shall appear. And that teacher ends up being Wolverine, mm -hmm. uh, which I completely forgot about. So that was a really nice surprise. I was like, holy cow. Um, and he's he's during this phase in the comics where he his healing factor is on the fritz. And so he doesn't have a healing factor. This is actually right before he die dies in the mm -hmm. comics. And so, you know, he has a whole conversation with her about that. But I love this bit because they're chasing after the inventor. They get to fight giant alligators. Shout out to Ryan there. Yep. Um, you <laughs> have to see them again. Uh, what do you think of the whole, we'll start with the Sheikh Abdullah piece. Did you, anything you wanted to add to that? No, I just thought it was, yeah, it was a good, another mentor person for her giving advice. And again, not maybe necessarily, not understanding what she's going through and maybe not, uh, really thrilled that she's not being truthful or whatever you know but like still giving advice of being like well if you can't tell us about this or like explain like at least do it with these values and everything you know and like still trying to make a positive out of whatever's happening that she doesn't feel comfortable about sharing you know mm -hmm. yep um and here's here's a cool shot i got Th this was probably my favorite interaction with them because this just reminded me of like i guess maybe memes and whatnot but this one where he just, he goes to attack her and she's like, wait, 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 no, like I'm not a bad guy. And so he just goes and flips over her instead. And she says, wow, such athletic, very claws. So amazed. <laughs> I love, I love that. She fangirls so hard yeah. over Wolverine and it's great because he's almost written with a little bit of a soft side. And I wonder if that's probably because he knows he's dying, but he has some great conversations with her trying to tell her, you know, how to approach certain situations and how to fight certain stuff. Again, was not expecting it to be Wolverine. I was, I was like, this is when Captain Marvel shows up, right? But, and so I wonder if they'll, uh, they'll change that in the show. Uh, obviously, yes, right. We're not going to see Wolverine in the show, right? But do we see someone else that isn't Captain Marvel that comes into this? That's another hero. I, I think we might. Yeah, I think I think we'll get either somebody we know or at least somebody else that's a larger figure in this. Uh, series that'll be a an additional mentor type person because um obviously you know like so uh bruno who's her friend kind of becomes her like guy in the chair kind of like ned is for uh in the mcu for yep. peter um but he also like has the crush on her you know so like but he also doesn't know any of this either so like she needs somebody to help guide her through this you know and um while i do expect carol to show up at some point you know i think like in like this series it'll be towards the end of yeah. uh, of it you know but yeah i think we're gonna get somebody as a mentor-esque person for her as a hero to try and like help her through some of this you know who it could be i i can't really put a name to it but i feel like it's gonna be someone we obviously know but it won't be it, it wouldn't be like a captain america type person right like a like little it, like a b level yeah it'll, yeah it'll, like not a good example but it would be like a darcy type person you know or oh, like or like yeah. a, or like mm -hmm. a jimmy woo to, like it would be that i would think be it would cool. be somebody on that on that level you know that would work out because if you remember and recall, this has been much documented, but I guessed back when WandaVision came out that the hex was what gave yeah. Kamala her powers. If mm -hmm. you remember that, 
because uh, she's so close to Westview, right? She's in yeah. Jersey City. So it would make sense if, again, we don't know when the show takes place, but maybe it's around that same time and, you know, he's in the area and he shows up. Yep. That would be really cool because I think he, he does, despite only seeing him a couple of times, I feel like he's got a lot of wisdom to give. Yeah. especially in dealing with superheroes, which is kind of what she would be looking for. And it would totally make sense too that like her mentor is someone that she doesn't idolize or that mm-hmm. she has no idea about. Cause she'd be like, come on, why couldn't it have been Carol or, or something? Some, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That would have been funny. Um, speaking of other influential characters, let's, let's jump into another person in the cast. So also confirmed in the show, his name is Cameron. And uh, he is, you see at the top, she was like, and my parents think that I'm going to be, soulmates and she sees him for the first time and he's handsome he plays world of battlecraft uh just like she does uh they're both gamers and i was like no way so this is this is how her and red dagger meet but this is not red dagger this is and i was like oh so what's the story well the story with him is that he is the son of family friends so they're not related uh but he is also inhuman so he has uh, kind of like electrical powers. He, he honestly, his powers are like Gambit's powers, and he doesn't mm-hmm. mention it, but he says he can he can charge things up with kinetic energy and make them explode. And so they kind of tag team for a little bit. They have a little fling. It's it's the classic high school story, right? Bruno gets jealous, uh, but at the end of the day, we find out that he's actually a bad guy. And so he is working with another Inhuman. And they are a part of a sect of Inhumans who want to overthrow Medusa, Black Bolt, and all them. Although Black Bolt's missing during this time. Mm-hmm. So Medusa's the one running the show. Again, all of that's in the comics. And it, it was interesting enough. But even, you know, reading it back from where I am now in life, I don't know. I was just like, okay, it seemed a little extra. I get it. You know, oh, of all the Inhumans that, ha- you know, turned into Inhumans, uh, we want them all to come live with us on Adelan. But Miss Marvel's a teenager and she's very adamant that she's doing things on her own. So we're going to respect that. It was like, okay, Queen Medusa, who can order anyone to do anything like Wolverine called you and said, Hey, I just met this teenager who uh, you need to give, you need to go check out. And so what does she do? She sends Lockjaw to hang out with her. Now, if we see that in the show, I'm going to be happy about that. That's a better companion. Yeah, that's a much better companion. He was awesome in this. We get some great teleporting, all that. But again, it just, it felt like, the Inhumans were shoehorned into this and, and no, no disparaging towards them. I love the Inhumans, but this was during that time when Marvel was really trying to turn them into the mutants of the world, which was a cool idea, but it just, I don't know. It felt really rushed. And so with her getting her powers that way, I was cool with it, but like, Oh, you know, you're part of this legacy. Now we are your family. And it was like, it worked only in the sense of her having to choose, but she never even does. Right. She only ever chooses to just go do her own thing. Like she's never really wants to be a part of them, uh, which is fine. And so Cameron is trying to overthrow that because again, they want freedom. They want to be able to do whatever they want. All the, all the classic villain stuff. And so by the end of it, she has to go apologize to Bruno um, or he, you know, he thinks like, Oh, I can't believe you're into him. And she's like, no, I made the biggest mistake. It's, yeah. I, I didn't do it. And so then he's like, wait, so you're not together. And then, you know, the, the bells start ringing again and it's all, it's always that way. But what did you think of Cameron? Uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Obviously. Yeah. It felt like the, the perfect cliche of like, yeah, like the really 
pretty guy comes in and like then the girl starts like fawning over him and whatever you know and then obviously he turns out to be not not great for her or like not not who she expected and whatnot you know so um i'm definitely curious uh at least from what i gathered from the couple trailers it seemed like he was maybe more of just like the hot guy in school maybe not necessarily the family friend you know um as he is in the comics but he still could be and they just go to the same school or something like that but um, he definitely seems like the guy that like all the girls in the the grade like are crushing on or whatever but it'll be interesting what sir if he'll be any sort of foil to kamala and uh yeah obviously he likely probably won't have powers still but even if he does then like how is how does he have powers and like what are what are right. they or whatever you know in the show or whatever but or he's um, you know he might be for general audiences he might just be the same way i felt when i was reading it for the first time of like oh he's the romantic interest for her to put the mm -hmm. wedge between her and bruno yeah but then it turns out he's an actual jerk so maybe he doesn't even need powers it's just like oh yeah. he was just pretending to be nice because you know, he was around my parents or whatever that is. And yep. then she learns a life lesson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could totally, I could totally see that. So it's, it's very possible. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, that's all the main characters, I guess there's, there's going to be so many other people in it that pop up, but the only other one I would say again is her brother. And we're going to talk about that here in a sec, which is this last arc. So again, this, this was leading into secret wars. And as we talked about on some of these prior issue or episodes, these incursions were going on. And so what happens right before secret wars is there's only one incursion left, which is the ultimate universe where miles Morales is from and the Marvel six one six universe. And so the last arc opens up with the earth's colliding. Uh, and so this was probably one of my favorite times to be a comic book fan because Marvel canceled every single one of their, their lines and then had the last arc of all of those runs be about this. They were all called last days and then they all ended. And so it was really powerful to see. I remember thinking like, man, they are brave for doing that. I've just shutting down all of their lines. We don't know what's coming up. Then they had like battle world type uh, mm -hmm. comics that were coming. And so what I loved about this one was that, you know, she says, and this is what's funny too, is that breakup. It wasn't even really a breakup. Right. But like that really affected her. And so leads her into this. She says, when I said I had a, when I, when I said a broken heart feels like the end of the world, this isn't quite what I was talking about. And now she has to deal with this, but in doing so, because it's such a world ending event, she gets to get a visit from none other than Carol Danvers, who uh, shows up, says nice uniform, still not sure how I feel about the name. And this is when Carol was wearing her absolute badass. uh, uh, Illuminati, not Illuminati, but like Hickman costume during mm -hmm. the uh, Time Runs Out storyline. This is actually the costume that um, Mon not Monica, Maria was wearing in 838 in, okay. uh, Doctor Strange, uh, which was like, again, it's just a darker costume. There's a couple covers with it as well. Uh, but she gets to, she patrols the city. And so it's, it's, it's a very, Honestly, not counting the intro arc, this is probably my favorite arc of Miss Marvel just because mm -hmm. it captured that sense of futility, that sense of impending doom so well that her and Carol are just going around the city seeing like, is there anything we can do right now? Because the world is literally ending. And at the same time, Carol is struggling with how do I convey this to Kamala? Because... I don't want to tell her that the world is ending, but at the same time, she needs to know that. And she also needs to not tell anybody that. So there's some really good scenes here. Uh, and I just, I loved this one. That was just one of those splash pages of, again, she's living her dream, right? She's getting mm -hmm. around around with, uh, with Carol. We also get to see her brother 
get powers, uh, though only temporary. But this was because of Cameron, who you see up on the top left there, who, you know, kind of looks like uh, looks like someone from like Hercules or something like that. I'm trying to think of uh, or maybe Kubo. Um, but yeah, so her brother kind of looks like armor and he's just got this armor, I guess, that he can use again. It fades away in like the same issue, but I thought that was pretty cool. And him too. He was like, I don't want powers. I mm -hmm. like, I'm very happy with who I am. And maybe she, no, he doesn't say it here. That's an important one. We're going to talk about that in a second. But yeah, I loved that. She kind of talks with him and he was like, no, I'm, ha he says, I don't understand why people assume because I'm obsessed with my religion because I care about it. I'm passionate. I dress meekly. I, I do my prayers. I don't get why people assume that means I'm not happy. He was like, I am completely happy. And I thought that was a really cool message because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding, especially in uh, with Islam as well, of just these people who are incredibly dedicated to their religion. And that's amazing. You know, as long as you don't get into that radicalization where you're causing others harm, love whatever you want to love and, and, you know, worship whoever you want to worship. That's totally fine. So I thought that was cool. Um, but this is what I wanted to bring up, Kevin. So she gives Carol gives uh, Kamala a uh, sim like a it's like a what a necklace, I guess. Mm -hmm. She said he says, I don't do mushy very well, but I wanted you to have something that you could hold to remind you that you don't have to do this all alone. And she says, it's your star in my lightning bolt. And he says, she says, yeah, it's also a GPS locator. So don't lose it. Mm -hmm. Do we think that's going to come up in the show? I mean, you've already got the the breadcrumb has been dropped of the Marvel's logo, right? Mm -hmm, right. Their stuff. So the precedent has been set here. But is she going to show up and give a very, you know, similar uh, to Nick Fury pager to her that she says, mm -hmm. if you need anything, give me a buzz? Yeah, I think I think we'll uh, like you said, I, I, I didn't like this arc um, of seeing her interact with Carol in this, you know, and obviously as far as we are aware in the MCU, Carol was never known as Miss Marvel. Like she just went from being her Air Force pilot to being Captain. Yep. Well, she was a captain in the Air Force, and then she just took the name Captain Marvel. You know, um, so um, she was never Miss Marvel. So that part of the lineage, as far as we're aware, is not there. Because like obviously, when she shows up in the comics, she's like, I'm not sure about the name. You know, because Kamala is repurposing it. So I'm curious of how like obviously she's called miss marvel because she likes Carol captain marvel you know so that's part of at least in the mcu so it'll be interesting like how she shows up and like at, like the conversation that she has like i'm sure kamala is going to freak out as well and be like you, you might apologize or like it could be in a moment where i like i wonder if it'll be a moment in the series like in homecoming when peter's like under the rubble and like he's like does it, he does it all by himself you know but like i want it'll be at kamala's like lowest and then like the end stinger is we see or hear captain marvel and like she comes to assist kamala and like maybe and then all it, maybe it's just them talking and like you like they're sitting on the the lamppost and they're just talking about like what it means to be a hero and like saving people or like whatever whatever the circumstances of the show are going to be about and then yeah maybe she'll lead either after Kamala's done something, she'll come back and be like, hey, kid, like, good job or something. And, like, give her, yeah, like, some sort of token or something. So then that way, when she, uh, Carol's in the Marvels, she, like, pushes her beeper or something and or, or re-comes to claim it from 
her to get her. Or it's like the... something where you know when she gets close by, the thing like lights up. And yeah, something like, oh maybe God, something yeah, coming. or something like that. Yeah, but I I definitely I definitely think there there's obviously going to be some interaction in the series, and then we'll figure out what she either bestows upon her or like leaves with her, and then yeah, how that propels us into the movie. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Do you think there's going to be any jokes about Mrs. Marvel? Like, oh, what do we call you, Mrs. Marvel, instead of Miss Marvel? I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Maybe. 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 I don't know. I'm gonna. That's gonna be my uh, my receipt, and I <laughs> probably won't get any points for it. Uh, so the last part of this arc, again, as the world is literally crumbling and reality is about to end, that was that was crazy too. Again, so existential in it, where she's explaining to her. She says something. There's like multiple points where I just I got so sad reading it because there's multiple points where she's like, we should team up again sometime. And then Carol says, like, do you not remember what we were just talking about? Like, there isn't going to be a next time. Mm -hmm. And uh, she gets she gets to the spot where she uh, is in the place and uh, in the school, which is where and we were talking about this before the show. But I guess the school has been kind of warded by Loki, which was from the, the 12th issue. Uh, a kind of throwaway issue valentine's day sort of thing there's a dance loki has some shenanigans but um at the end of this her parents show up her family shows up and she tells her mom that she's miss marvel and her mom says i know and this broke me it broke me the first time i read it broke me the second time i read it uh, I just, I love this of like a parent knowing the fact that she doesn't have to stress about it. I mean, you can see it in her eyes, how surprised she is by it. And she gets to the spot where her mom says, you know, I'm not mad. And she says, wait, what? She says, I said, I'm not mad. You are at a difficult age. Your father and I were worried you would get involved with drugs or with friends who were bad for you. If the worst thing you do is sneak out to help suffering people, then I thank God for having raised a righteous child. How like I got goosebumps just saying mm -hmm. that. Like, how cool is that? And so she, you know, gives her another hug and says, I'm proud of you, Beta. And she says, Thanks, Ami. And sometimes you have to face the end of the world to find the beginning of something better. Like, drop the mic. <laughs> so, so good. What'd you think of that scene? Yeah, I thought that was great to like, yeah, especially to re reveal, yeah, like one parent knew you know because at least with uh spider-man you know it's always like does aunt may know does she not know like like how, like what does she figure out but like just right here like coming out like at least one parent um i don't know if in any of the later runs if her dad ever finds out or her uh, uh or her brother or anything i think like he that, eventually but, does or, or something yeah but like having her mom just like i feel like that's a better a mother-daughter relationship is like having that that she can confide in her mom at least, you know, and if that's in the series, if that's something that either happens in like by the second episode or the third episode, so that it's like at least Kamala can like have somebody else to turn to like in the situations, or at least if she's like has the traits of like sneaking out or whatever, and her dad is like being like, Kamala, like, what are you doing? Like, you should like should be stay staying inside or whatever and then like she can like look at her mom and like the mom can be like oh it's okay like you know like this time or whatever and like give yeah. that look of like i know like we've talked and like i know what you're doing and everything and like but like don't do it again but like be careful right, right. you know but like but like i know why you're doing it or whatever you know so i think that'll be good but like at least i think from a little bit that we've seen in the trailers that uh yeah obviously they have like there's the one of like, she's in a room and she uses her hand to like close the door. Cause like the parents are like, what's going on in there and like whatever. So they're definitely curious, like the beginning issues of like 
not sure of like what's going on with her or whatever, but I think there's also a clip that they get in something of like her dad and her are like on the roof or something talking. So maybe the dad's going to be the one that learns or something, you know, uh, who knows, but I think that'll be, uh, having the fan again, the family aspect of this is, is really intriguing. Do you think that she is going to get her powers in the first episode? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I that'll, think that'll I be th- cool. Do you know how long the episodes are? Um, I don't, they're probably going to be about 40, about 40, like oh, whatever okay. Moon Knight was like, 40. I thought they were like 20. No, they're like 40. Uh, they, the rule of thumb has been like, if it's like the six episodes of a series, they're around the 40 ish minutes. Yeah. And if they're more than six with the, like what She-Hulk will be or what WandaVision, they're around like the 20 to 30 until the end though until the end yeah but like but so yeah i think they're going to be around like 40 uh i haven't seen anybody doing the clickbaits of this is how long uh miss marvel is and fans are freaking out or whatever you know i haven't seen any i haven't seen any of those yet but i I, i'm gonna imagine it's uh gotta be about four probably gonna be 38 40 maybe 45 minutes who knows that makes sense somewhere around there but yeah I i think we'll see her powers uh, by the middle to second half of it, of whatever it is, and then have her in her cosplay Carol Danvers outfit that we've seen in the trailer, oh, yeah, the, yeah, in that, yeah. the, which I think we'll see her in that by the end of the first episode and uh, see where that takes us. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, okay, so last thing that I screenshotted was the second to last uh, page of the story before the next page to everything kind of goes white because the world ends. But what I loved about this, and I hope I hope beyond hope that we get this because we've been getting so many great stories of female empowerment and also of just this idea that you do not have to be in a relationship with somebody to love them. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be this traditional sense. And, and this embodied it, I think to perfection because she says, and this whole, this whole point in time, right? Bruno keeps trying to say like, I love you. Uh, and he does. And, and she keeps avoiding the question. And so she comes back and she says, being Miss Marvel, it's filled up my heart and my life in a way that nothing else ever has. I'm not ready to be anything else to anyone else i need to give this everything i've got and i love i just love that that whole that sort of headstrong mentality of like hey i care about you a lot but i gotta focus on this right now and he's a great guy too because he says hey you're he says you're amazing you've taken on a huge responsibility and saved my butt a couple of times and uh, you're just the best version of kamala and so you know at the end as it all goes away he says you say that like there's still hope like we're going to make it through this somehow. And she says, yeah, I think there is still hope. And again, kind of ending on that line, even though as we all know in comics, right, it all came back, but this is the, the only time in comics I ever actually thought everything was going to end because they did such a good job of making sure of that by canceling these lines. And, Oh my gosh. And so to see her again in the second run was fantastic. You know, they pick up where they leave off. There's some great storylines in the second one too. Bruno goes to Wakanda and uh, on like a study abroad sort of thing. And so he's like the dumbest person there, even though he's mm-hmm. so smart, like he's super smart, which was great. Um, but yeah, so overall, like I said, love this story. I think I think we got a good grasp on maybe where um, where some things are going to translate over into the show and maybe where they're not. Uh, any final thoughts, Kevin, or any final things you want to mention? Uh, no, I think we, we hit most of them. Yeah, like uh, uh, we said, or we were spoken, speaking beforehand, I definitely think most of the influence from the uh, series will be this initial run. Obviously, we 
won't really have the inhuman components or the uh, incursions happening. Um, uh, I mean, there might, could well, be I mean, there, could, there could be incursions now. Yeah, there could be. Uh, I and maybe that's what propels us into the Marvels more so potentially. Like, never know for sure. But um, I, I'm not expecting uh, any incursion stuff. But I think definitely the essence and the spirit of what this initial run was and did is what we're going to be getting in this uh, in the Disney Plus series. And um, like, yeah, I can't wait. I'm um, I kind of w- wanted. Uh, I, I think the press have seen the first two episodes, and I kind of wish we're getting two episodes tonight just to like. Because everybody, like I said, the initial reaction sounds like it's very positive and uh, a a really great addition to the MCU. And like I'm almost wishing it's like we had two so that we could enjoy it. But uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this first episode, which uh, it hasn't dropped yet. I, I was, oh, was checking there. You did. The, You're doing the refresh. I, I was doing the refresh. Yeah. I, I okay. well, because it hit nine nine p.m. Eastern here on the East Coast, so I was like, oh, maybe now, but. Uh, yeah, they they have not dropped it as far as I can tell, but uh, so um, maybe at eight, maybe in an hour. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> I hope so. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on tonight. It is always fun talking comics with you, and uh, very excited to see the show. Yeah, same. Thanks so much for having me, Alex. I'm glad. Yeah, we could, uh, absolutely. Talk. And thanks to all of you out there for tuning in and listening uh, for comics and cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and we will see you at the movies. Thank you.